All right, guys, that's the promo. Nice. <laughs> All right, so we're going to just hop right into it. You guys good? You need a refill or uh, you ready to no, go? I'm, just, I'm still going strong, mate. I'm, I'm doing all right. They got some Fosters. Nice. Yeah, nice. Fosters. I know. It's not my favorite. Yeah, I mean. It's not It's not as uh, girthy. Usually they're like. Yeah, so they're it's, like. It's not quite a pint. It's a tall boy. It's a t- it is a tall boy, literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, it, it says, you know, uh, Melbourne beer, but I think it's brewed in Newcastle. So there you go. Yeah, some trivia. Yeah. yeah, I like Newcastle. I like, I like Newcastle. Newcastle beer. Yeah, yeah. What's going on, buddy? Hey. How was your week? Uh, you know what? It was very weakish. Yeah? It was. How about yours? Mine, mine was weak, but you know what's not weak? Our sponsors. Oh, indeed. Well, first off, welcome to Bacon's My <laughs> Podcast. We are um, the only podcast with the knee, with the word bacon in it Yeah, that is in the top 1,000 in Brazil. Oh. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So like to that. all our peeps in Brazil, keep up? bacon. You'll get that later. <laughs> Keep it bacon. Yeah. You'll get that later. But uh, yeah, welcome to the show. We have sponsors we need to get to. Yeah. So Super quick thank you. Super quick. This show was brought to you by drinkwildbills.com, poddex.com, grayrassoff.com. And if you go to any of those, mm-hmm. those websites, Use the promo code BACON, get 10% off all of your orders. It helps the show immensely. But then also, we have another sponsor as well. Yeah, absolutely. The Manscaped. Fine people, the fine people at Manscaped, keeping your marbles shiny and clean. Indeed. Uh, if you go to manscaped.com and you decide on any of their products, including uh, their package deals, which are pretty awesome for your yep. package, mm-hmm. uh, you can get uh, 20% off with the code BACONPOD. BACONPOD. It's a little bit of different wording that's why we keep it separate from the other ones but you do get 20 percent off and free shipping. and free shipping yeah. so make sure you do that this week we have the band from across the pond oh. <laughs> we have the band weather state yeah really cool guys super awesome interview we talk all about recording their new record um we have kalen and harry we talk about their touring Coming back after pandemic, Destiny's Child, Green Day, yeah, all the important stuff. It's funny. It's funny how uh, how we started really getting into the Green Day and Destiny's Child stuff too. We should have gone earlier with that. I think. I yeah yeah, yeah maybe next time. <laughs> yeah maybe next time. Next time we'll talk about. They just wanted to like, like they wanted too. to talk about their new record and like <sighs> you know whatever. you got to get these people their promo time. Just kidding. This stuff's really good. Yeah. Uh, so and they'll, they'll their definitely Headstone be back. videos out now. You guys can check it out. And they're uh, actually by the time this airs, Never Better is going to have been released as well. Indeed. So definitely check that out. And um, you know, if you saw them on the What's Your Bacon Is Having Questions uh, pre-show, yeah, uh, that we do every week on Strangerhood TV, you would have uh, seen some of the good answers about gnomes too. They're they're, that's, they're divided there, but they're, they're divided. together on soup. They're divided, but in a way that's very intriguing. Yeah, I like I like the I like it. 
I like the push-pull of it. Um, so without further ado, we're going to make that episode start right about... Uh... Go ahead. I don't believe you. Now. 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 I cut it out already. Yeah. <laughs> I beat you on that one. You did. You did. Now. All right, so you know we just played the fair, right? Mm-hmm. I saw our new sponsor next to us at the fair. Right. Right? Any of you that have ever been to festivals, you know one of the coolest spots to go to is that spot that's selling you sodas where the copper mugs. Oh, they're the best. Wild Bills, dude. Yes. And you don't just have to go to a, a fair to get their stuff anymore. You can go right? to drinkwildbills.com. And they'll send it right to your house. They sent that ginormous box to us. Huge box. Yeah. Of stuff. And it made me realize that Wild Bills isn't just soda. Yeah. I thought it was at first. But, man, the like jerky and uh, nuts, nuts and coffee. And, oh, man. Snack foods, coffee, yeah. everything. And if you go there now, drinkwildbills.com, use the promo code BACON, of course, and you get 10% off. Ugh. Dude, check it out. Uh, stick with us because we're going to be letting you know how that coffee tastes. We're going to be doing some tasting episodes on literally everything in the box. Yes. So stick with us. But, uh, dude, you've had it. You've been at fairs. I bought it. I bought that mug. It's awesome. I yeah. love it. And now, again, we're heading into the winter months. It's going to get a little colder. No more fairs. Just have it delivered right to your door. Wild, drink wild build up. Blech. Drinkwildbills.com. Yeah. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Blah, blah, blah. Once. <laughs> Check it out. Promo code BACON. This is Paul Mark from Silverstein, and you've been consuming Vegan or Not, Bacon is my podcast. Welcome, everybody. Hey, that was nice. That was nice. How you yeah, I just, boom, right in. Because that is obviously going to be the intro. Right, of course. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon is my podcast. Today, we have Harry... And uh, Callan from the band Weather State. Gentlemen, how are you? What's up? Yeah, doing oh, great. Uh, so for anybody who didn't listen to the, or watch the seven questions from Wednesday, you'll notice they have funny accents. <laughs> or do we have funny accents? Or maybe we have funny accents. I don't know. They're coming to us from the UK, Yep, which is awesome. They're uh, five, five hours ahead of us. Yeah, uh, so we were already for, made fun uh, of for drinking booze at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Thank you guys for spending your time with us. I will say, though, um, like for my family, my uncle is from Ireland, was from Ireland. And uh, so we always, especially now that I have kids, we always celebrated Irish New Year, which is the same time as you guys. It's awesome because we put on a, a UK based news station and by seven o'clock, we've done our New Year's countdown. Everybody goes to sleep, and night's <laughs> over. That's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. It, 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 you should find a, a country that's you know like or a place that just has you know New Year's earlier, and then you can just go to bed early, or just, just do something else. Yeah, is that just an excuse to start drinking as early as possible? Um, <laughs> it sounds like an excuse for you to go to bed early. <laughs> what it, sounds like. it might be. It might be all of that. It might be all of that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so they're coming to us from the UK, which is pretty awesome. It's our first first uh, guests abroad. 
Yeah, that is true. Oh, is yeah. actually. That's cool. Uh, first, yeah. First well, 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 we we've had people from abroad before, right? But never recording from uh, from across the pond, as yeah, they say. This is, this is exciting for. Yeah, me. it's monumentous. Monty, yeah, sure. It's a moment. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> you guys are now putting out new music. Uh, you got a new record coming out soon. Uh, you want to tell us a little bit about it? What do you What do you got going on? Yeah, so our our second album, Never Better, comes out on February tenth, and uh, it yeah, it's been in the works for a few years now. Um, uh, we've been a band for close to a decade almost now, which is a scary thought. But yeah, number two is rocking around, and we've just put out a few singles. We just put out the video for Headstone. Um, it's one of the our, I guess the song we're really proud of, and a bit of a turning point maybe for us. But um, yeah, that's all we got coming up, really. But that's rocking up next month. So yeah, sneaking around the corner. Yeah, I, I mean, so you said that the album was in the works for years. Obviously, did, did the pandemic kind of derail that at all, or you just you guys just started around the pandemic, or we started um, working on the record uh, before the pandemic started, and then when we went to actually book the recording time, that was when it kind of took a turn. I think then we. Um, started really focusing the songwriting obviously i had to do a lot of stuff on like uh, video calls and whatnot with uh alan day who we worked with who was the producer of the record um so yeah it completely derailed all of our uh the way we had to write the songs because normally we would just be together or whatever in our practice space or in someone's bedroom you know locally like writing them together but because mm -hmm. we couldn't do that everything we had to do was remote so we were in a bit of a weird situation where when we actually recorded the songs we've never actually played them live together before that's, which is actually yeah. quite terrifying, and there's still some <laughs> of the songs. <laughs> there's still some of the songs on the record that we haven't uh, actually played together as a band, like right now. So um, yeah, it's a completely different. It's a real backwards way of doing it, and it wasn't the my preferred way of doing it, but uh, it made for some interesting experiences. <laughs> yeah, it's, we, it's not it's not punk rock at all. To no, do it like absolutely, that. Uh, <laughs> it's the least punk rock thing: recording and writing songs um, over Zoom, over Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's like become the new thing that everybody's just kind of yeah. had to do anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I know that you guys kind of were more of a, a traditional type of you know, like you were saying, get in the room and write, and then get on the road and play the songs out and kind of work exactly. them and work the whole thing. Um, what kind of things did you have to kind of relearn or 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 learn differently that you've enjoyed or haven't enjoyed by having to do everything this new way? Uh, I think there's there's benefits and and like disadvantages to doing it like that. I think what really helped us was we were able to dissect every single little thing uh, on every single song and, and make it as best as we could possibly do rather than just us like chord bashing in the garage together yeah like you kind of a lot of stuff gets lost so what we really dived in this time was like that pre-production really wasn't it yeah we we did months and months and months when, of pre when you're when you're writing songs by just adding and tinkering with layers bit by bit and you mm -hmm. can hear them back and say oh that sounds crap let's uh, scrap that let's do that it's completely different than when before we almost had all the songs like 95 percent written just in the garage together so you'd go and record it and then you might tinker a few things here and there. But with this, the entire actual writing process was done in a completely different way. So um, it means that the songs have got a lot more dynamic range, which we wanted to do on the second album anyway, expand a bit more. 
but um it was definitely like a really like alien way of doing it compared to what we're used to yeah so um it's, it's certainly good. slower that's the only problem yeah. it's like yeah. you can't just in that moment in the same room just change it like that it's like I, I we would have to like go away re-record some bits and then email it over to alan right. who lives in massachusetts and then like <clears throat> yeah just like time zone differences just scheduling i work late in the uk and so we were up to like 3 a.m uk time some nights just working on this song shattered having to be up within four hours for work and stuff like that <laughs> like, uh, it was just a, it was it's just it's slow a, it's but, a, yeah it's yeah. an amazing experience and it absolutely yeah definitely adds to the songs um and it was really good to do and try and learn to do it in a slightly different way but i wouldn't say i wouldn't say overall i preferred it that way i yeah i'm a bit more traditionalist that's you know i quite like the idea of just being together and just being a garage band but how do you how do you think that's going to change like once once you're able to kind of do it uh, more traditional and old way again. Do you think you're going to keep some of the I the ideas and the things to try and um, to try and still, you know, like you said, create it in a layering way um, yeah. and and kind of mix it together? How do you see that going forward? We we definitely will yeah, do that going so. forward. We we wanted to expand on the first album anyway, in the sense that we wanted it to be less um, had more layers and have more dynamic range and stuff. So it kind of it kind of fed into that style that we were doing and it fitted the kind of style of the songs when it's right a bit more. Um, I think you'd probably dial it back a bit. We would do, we, I think we would just do both. We'd probably play the songs in the garage together and then we would, you know, go and tinker and do those dynamic home, Like a home demo, but like yeah, we yeah. played the song together. Yeah, right. it'd, be, it'd be nice to actually play <laughs> them together with my friends. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Get, a, get some like kind it. of vibe going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's a bit of both. We could, We'd do that and then we would take the demos and then work on them and add and you know remove layers and stuff so i think it'd be some kind of um yeah like frankenstein of it's, both of them it's <laughs> quite interesting though because like with the, our latest single headstone i feel like that song would have never been born if it wasn't for me sat in front of a computer with an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. Like I think if I turn up to a guitar, uh, practice for my acoustic guitar, going, yeah, hey Harry, here's some chords. Like <laughs> I think it would have been written off immediately. It's almost like I had to kind of sell it in its like somewhat idealized format of a home demo for it mm -hmm. to kind of make sense. Yeah. If I just turn up with a guitar, Harry would be like, that's all right, I guess. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably yeah. forced you guys to be more effective listeners. You know, oh, yeah. or or just learning new ways. Maybe not more effective, but maybe just learning different ways to listen also and to present your songs because i have that too like um i know that a lot of times i'll bring a song to to the band and it'll be acoustic guitar and it'll be like okay i wrote this in the in my room yesterday let's where are we gonna go and if it doesn't immediately kind of grab them in a way of like what can i do as a drummer what can i do as a bass yeah. player where's the electric guitar you know if it doesn't hit you right away with that it's kind of like eh put it on the yeah. side and it's like okay maybe i should have made a demo of that <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's much easier to kind of present it as a kind of full body isn't it i've had it before yeah. I've, I've i you know most of the songwriting style that i work with is i kind of start with just like a chorus idea or something like that which um if i just record 10 chorus ideas because i haven't actually recorded them and to add any dynamic range to them it all just sounds like mm -hmm. chord bashing similar things you know right but sometimes it's much better to actually present something in a demo format even if it's just like a minimalistic version of what it's eventually going to be um it's a lot easier to present it like that and yeah so yeah i do think there's um there's definite pros and cons to both ways of doing it and it was good that we 
the fact that we all dissected every part and we were there with Alan as well, going through bit by bit and saying, not sure about this, not sure about that. I don't think we had that level of um, kind of review when we were doing the first record. It was more just mm. like, oh, this sounds cool when we play it all together. Let's get in the studio and record it kind of thing. Right, right. And, you know, we weren't saying, oh, does this, does this drum feel sound perfect? Could we do something else there? Do we need this section? We did small bits of pre-production on the first record, but not much, did we? I we, think we did like one day. One, one live yeah. session, wasn't it? And then yeah. it was more a case of our producer we worked at the time, Neil, just saying, right, you can trim trim the last chorus off this song or trim the intro or trim this bit there. But it wasn't kind of like hyper-focused going into like each element of it. So, um, yeah, I think we definitely will do the hyper-focused stuff again going forward 100%. It would just be nice to actually... Play the song. Play, the, play them together. <laughs> play to them together to start with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's something that, that uh, I had always, uh, at like doing the traditional way, is when you go into pre production, most people don't know how to, after you've just been, like you said, chord bashing for, you know, four months, the same songs, whatever, to, to tell them, okay, drummer, you need to use brushes. And then everybody just turn way down. And let's see what we're playing, and then all everybody's like, "Oh, that's that's how you strum right. that on on that you yeah. know that turnaround." Like, yeah. uh, it's oh, it's definitely an adjustment. Key? It's definitely an adjustment for <laughs> sure. It's fun. Um, yeah. As far as as far as the recording process, this this go around, uh, how much of it was hybrid? You, you said your producer is uh, is from Massachusetts, <clears throat> so. Um, how much of that was done remotely? How much of it was done on your own? Or did you guys go to a studio? How, how did you work this out? So, yeah, um, it was logistically. So we wanted to originally, the original plan before the pandemic hit was we were, go, we were intending to go to the States to record it with Alan. Uh, Alan Day, he's like, he plays in four years strong. So we were trying to work out a schedule of like when we could go. And I think the original plan was like summer, like 2020. Um, and then obviously this was like the top of the year we were making these plans. So right. all of that got kind of written off. We were kind of sitting on our hands for the majority of 2020, kind of just like, oh, let's hope it kind of pans over. And was like, oh, it'll be over in a month. It wasn't obviously. Um, but like with um, when it came to the point where we're like, we need to record this now. We can't keep waiting forever, you know, especially where there's no flights happening. And so we were like, we ended up working with our long time, um, former producer and engineer in Neil Kennedy, who is basically like two hours from our home. Um, and he's he's a great producer. He's done stuff like bands like Creeper and like other great UK bands like Milk Teeth, Nervous, all, this, all these other great bands. Boston, Boston Manor. Manor. Yeah, so like he he's, I think he's one of the best in our country. So like it's, it wasn't necessarily like a, a, um, a negative that we weren't going to the States to do it because Neil is great at what he does. So... Um, we were fortunate enough to just go record it here uh, in the top of this year, actually, wasn't it? March 20. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, March 21 now, obviously, going back. Yeah, last year, yeah, so yeah. Nearly, nearly a year back. Yeah, yeah so um, we did that all here. Um, we were, like, it was still in lockdown, and we kind of had to, like, self-isolate together in our own bubble to do this process in the UK. And But it's really good because it's yeah. uh, this place called The Ranch, and we they've got kind of, like, um, well, as you'd expect, it's just on, like, kind of, like, farm out in the sticks out of nowhere um so we basically went there for what was it three weeks something like uh that? i think so like that yeah it was longer than we had before and then this time as well where we did all the pre-production work 
we knew exactly how each of the songs was going to go like to a T because we spent so long dissecting them and obviously going through each part. It was kind of just a case of turning up and just, just tracking the actual parts down. And we had all of the, um, the skeleton layers that we needed to fill in and almost like a tick list kind of thing. So it was just a case of just going through and doing that. So it was actually really chilled. And it was, to be honest, it was the perfect timing because when we were in the UK in lockdown at the time, just to get away from everything for three weeks and just go and yeah. be with your mates, you know, and record, like it was literally the perfect timing in hindsight. But um, yeah, it was really good working with Neil again. He did our first album. But um, yeah, we got a bit longer this time. So it meant we could focus on the songs a lot more. I, the way that I tracked vocals as well was a lot uh, more forgiving. The first album, we I kind of tracked all of the songs in the last like two days, maybe three days. So I was just so paranoid. I was going to blow my right, voice yeah. out kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this one was really pleasant. I did like, on like the fourth day, I did like two or three songs and then had a, did maybe another song or two the next day and then a rest day and then a couple songs the day after that. So it was all kind of quite nice and gradual and you could really like give it well here on each uh, each yeah. day without having to think oh, if i blow this i've you know i've ruined it <laughs> right yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's that's huge too because like because I, I mean all of us i'm sure we've all dealt with it before it's just like you go into some of these like recording factories is what i like to call them and they're like okay cool you got uh five songs you get three days yeah and it's like okay, okay. <laughs> that's cool cool and and you just have to blast through it well background vocals tough yeah always come up last on the last day after you've done all the main vocals too and you're kind of like i got a harmonies now high harmonies no okay cool who else in the band can sing these (laughs) we've done that exact same thing it's normally the last half of the last day yeah it's just kind of like added percussion layers like shaker and stuff like that and then uh backing vocals and then it'd be like then our producer's like oh so what we doing for the backing vocals and we're like uh we thought you could help with that. Have <laughs> 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 you got any ideas on some other parts? And then he's just thinking, like, fucking hell. <laughs> got to just come up with something off the top of my head. And we're like, yeah, right, yeah, right. Let's just get it all down and get as many layers as possible. And then we'll just cut out the stuff we don't need afterwards. But yeah, this time was a bit more, um, a bit more methodical and a bit more planned. And it didn't feel, and it was, didn't feel stressful. It felt like every day we were kind of ahead of time. And therefore you could spend a little bit longer tweaking those guitar tones and, messing around with different bases and stuff you know we'll be right back so we got a new uh sponsor yeah sweet balls bro thanks buddy i'm pretty sure you can guess by it by that conversation (laughs) that our new sponsor is manscaped yes manscaped uh a company that i'm very familiar with me too uh a couple few years now yeah i've been using their products and uh i tell you what my marbles have never been shinier I actually got their uh, their lawnmower 3.0. Yes, which uh, it has skin safe technology, and they've just upgraded to the 4.0. And let me tell you, I was I, I love the 3.0, but the 4.0 is just so much better. It's got a light on it. Do I really need a light? Yes, you do. Visual aids. Yeah, Visual aids you are absolutely. Do. Sometimes for sure. Sometimes in those crevices that uh, that that upper leg inner crease. Yes. Yes. Agreed. It's a tough spot. Uh, so the Perfect Package 4.0 contains the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes. But one of the things that I am a big fan of uh, is the Crop Reviver. Uh, yes. They call it. It is. Uh, they call it the Ball Spray Toner. Yes. So it's toning those marbles. Uh, what else is in the Perfect Package Package as well is the uh, the, the ball deodorant. Yes. It's the Crop yeah. Preserver. It's an anti-chafing. So when you walk a lot, 
Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get the chafing. I should probably lose weight, but instead I use this. I'm just a fan. I've always been a fan. I, I was super excited when you told me that we got uh, the email from them saying that uh, we could now offer a discount to our listeners. Yes. Uh, I thought that was super cool. So uh, and men and women can use it too. Absolutely. It's not just a man thing. So if uh, if you want, you can get 20% off. Yeah, your order is now. A big deal. That's, That's a big deal. Pretty awesome. Uh, use the promo code BaconPod. You get twenty percent off at Manscaped.com. So go ahead to Manscaped.com. Save yourself twenty percent. Yeah. Use the promo code BaconPod and uh, and and make your marbles clean. Twenty percent off. Shiny. Check it out, Manscaped.com. Highly recommended and used by your boys here at Bacon is my podcast. Like I said, keep those marbles shiny. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is Cade Katz. You've been listening to Bacon Is My Podcast. What's your bacon? Uh, these guys are amazing. So thanks for having me. And keep spending these guys and give them a follow. And I'm sure, I'm sure if you you know you go, you said day four, you, you lay down tracks for one thing. If you're if you're listening to a rough mix or whatever on that song for the next two days or on your rest day, that gives you time to kind of come up with those harmonies, those layers, yeah. those extra things. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a really cool thing. And then, you know, however many days into it, you might have like a whole week before, you know, so you're listening to a whole record and then you're like, Oh, okay, let's, let's throw this on. Okay. Let's throw this on because yeah, yeah. like you said earlier is like, okay, well put as much as you want on it. And then we'll just sort of works. <laughs> yeah. We had the same thing in terms of actual uh, like vocal takes as well because I've always very like self-critical in terms of takes and stuff. So I, I like I like the fact that I got given the kind of rough uh, layers of my main vocals, then I could go and dissect them in the evening, and I'd sit there with a notepad and say, right. I don't like how I said that word. I don't like this line. I don't like that line. <laughs> right. and, then, and, then, and then I'd go in the next day with a list of things to sort out. It's like, right, just drop me in for the last chorus on this song. <laughs> right. And I'd just bash out like one line and be like, right, yeah, happy with that. Right, now the next song, 45 seconds in. <laughs> and then punching that. I feel like you very much stole the assistant, Kurt. Yeah, for like the majority I, of the records, he was like, guy, Kurt, you drag him off to the side, like, right, here's all my vocal fixes. He, yeah, I want to re record this. I want to, <laughs> nice. And I felt like when, Kurt, when we like... did the vocal comp in, it's funny. Yeah, this, yeah, this lovely guy called Kurt, patience of an absolute saint. And I just sat <laughs> with him, and I'm just like, look, I just know I'm just being so irritating, but like, I'm saying it in a lovely way. I wasn't like being like unprofessional, but I was like, you probably get this all the time, and you think, Canal, he's he's on one again <laughs> but he just sat with me for like four hours and we just went through and just tweaked all of the bits that i wanted tweaking and redoing certain lines and i'd be like what do you think about how i've said that and he'll be like it's fine it's fine and i'll be like i'm gonna do a different take anyway i want to do another one and he's there thinking oh god <laughs> feeling of this guy so um it's, hey man, nice. it's, gonna live, it's gonna live forever it's yours right. you know you're, you're... that was my argument and afterwards i you know i Gave him a big hug and said, thank you so much for, for not punching me in the face when I said that. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. So you guys have, um, you have your, the Never Better Release show coming up. It's going to be uh, February 23rd and you're at Seabright Arms. A mm-hmm. uh, couple bands that you're with, Snake Eyes and Out of Love. What is, well, this isn't your first show out of like quarantine and all that stuff. So you did, you did play. So what was that like? That do you remember that like first time getting back up on stage in front of people and <laughs> and 
feeling that and and yeah. and did you play way too fast and you know like what what was going through your head <laughs> i mean it, and then also what's you know um about the show and everything what's the scene like out there uh anyway so coming up and and being where you guys are at yeah it's, oh. it's quite interesting because we obviously we haven't played live since uh i don't know march 2020 i think we were touring as corona hit the uk yeah it was yeah. it was was it, was it March, May, February? It was early 2020, yeah. basically. We just got off tour and then that happened. So then obviously we didn't have anything else in the pipeline anyway. Um, so then, yeah, it was pretty terrifying, obviously, then writing the album and then thinking well, it would be nice to actually play some shows again. You know? I didn't start. <laughs> right, right. I didn't start <laughs> are we going to be able to do this? Oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't start a band to stare at a MacBook with my guitar in my hand <laughs> like for the rest of my life. That's not what I signed up for. But um we we deliberately but so we play we got uh, offered slap to play slam dunk festival which in the uk is like one of the biggest like you know pop rock uh, punk rock uh, festivals and um that was on paper our biggest show we've ever played kind yeah. of thing so that's what i was about to say so that was like, the first show back from nothing was, oh wow so like so biggest show ever is also first show back yeah, yeah so like that who, the level, who else the level, was on that bill uh uh, uh alkaline, alkaline trio, trio. Uh, who headlined? Uh, um, it was Don Broco, wasn't it? Who else? Um, well, we oh saw like God. Boston Manor, Trash Boat. We saw so many bands that day. But um, yeah, Alkaline Trio, Anti Flag. I yeah. was at that the punk stage. Uh, Alex, a lot yeah. of it. No pressure. Skin dry. Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, some re really great bands, and it was you know um, I think for the festival organisers, it was like a long time coming because they had postponed the festival multiple mm -hmm. times, and I think. Honestly, I don't think we would have got booked if it wasn't for like limitations with the international bands coming to the UK. I think we're only booked like four weeks out of the festival. Well, that was we? the thing. So we had, yeah. bear in mind, we hadn't even really practiced at this point because we were just starting. Oh, yeah. Right. And then we got a message in the inbox saying, do you guys fancy playing Slam Dunk? And we were like, fuck yeah. Like, we've been trying to get on the festival for the last like four or five years. So uh, when we finally got given the opportunity, we were just like, absolutely say yes doesn't matter what yeah. the fee is what the arrangements are let's just right, get we'll figure it out and then i remember thinking jesus now we've got to actually learn how to play the songs and <laughs> play them in front of the most people <laughs> we've ever played them in front of commercial break all right jimsy you think grilling season is over mm, almost right or no no grilling season is never over because okay. of a new sponsor of ours Ooh, what is it GrillYourAssOff.com. I love the name already. Yeah. Uh, it's a veteran-owned company that sells spices, barbecue sauces, cool swag, even, like, even uh, cookbooks. Oh, you know what? I You sent me a link to that. I checked it out. That was awesome. They had some uh, some cool recipes right on their site that was pretty awesome. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it, that, that's for free. But now that they're a sponsor... They've decided that if you use the promo code BACON, you get 10% off your order. Dude, that's awesome. I'm yeah. ready. I'm, I'm definitely ordering some spices. They had a couple that looked really killer. Yeah, and, and it's really, there's so many different selections that there's really a spice for everybody. Um, the, the guys that are like heat heads and even the people that just want something subtle, delicious, sweet, whatever it is, uh, they've got something for everybody. Awesome. Did we order any? Did we have any coming? We've got some coming. 
Nice. And we're going to do some tasting episodes over on the Patreon. Awesome. So with stick a around. Grill your ass off stuff. Stick around, everyone, because uh, once we get those in, we're going to taste them. We're going to go through them, and then we're going to let you know what we think, and uh, maybe give you some uh, some choices that we would kind of go for. So once again, head over to grillyourassoff.com. Use that promo code Bacon, and get ten percent off. Sweet. Hi, everybody. I am Eric Bischoff, and you're listening to. Bacon is my podcast. Yeah. So um, we, we, we did a warm-up show. We got asked to support a band called Rome in uh, Brighton. Um, and so we that was good because that was before Slam Dunk. So it was the day before. So that kind of gave us a opportunity. In my head, I was thinking, if we mess up, it will be less, less bad for something that's more of a kind of warm-up show, like in a club that was like, you know, 150 people kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and that went fine. And then, the sh- <laughs> so then the first show we did it at Slam Dunk. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about so, <laughs> so we turned up, obviously just terrified and excited. Um, and then the main organizer of the festival came over to us, I think it was, and he goes, um, "Oh, there's been a, an issue with the stage, so you c- we can't go on just yet." And we were thinking, "Oh, oh no. it's all right, we'll be like five minutes." And he was like, "Just it won't be long. We're just going to have to like sort the support out underneath." Um, and then it went on and on and he come over and he was like, I'm not sure if you guys are going to get on. I'm really sorry, but I might have to oh, make it up to you. And we were thinking, no, because we were looking out and there was a sea of people, probably, I don't know, it felt like a couple thousand. It was by far the most you've ever played to. And I remember thinking, this is this is going to be an amazing experience. I can't wait. I was excited, but also like nervous. And then to have it almost taken away from us like that. And then um, basically the guy then come over to us, they were messing around with it for ages trying to sort it um and eventually did and they came over and they were like right you got uh you got 10 15 minutes like just go on now so we literally didn't even have time to think about it we had our guitars in our hands just walked on stage and then there was like a cheer because the people were just waiting for any right. music, something any music. Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i i don't think they were flattering us cheering us per se <laughs> i think it was <laughs> i think it was more they were just like thank god we're about to actually hear some music we waited for like, as long as you're still cheering at the end you're good yeah 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 so we walked out and i remember thinking i didn't even get a chance to be nervous because i was so stressed about we're probably not going to get even get to go on at all by the time we walked on stage there was no chance to even think about anything it was just autopilot just plug in one two three four start the first song kind of thing and then right before i knew it the kind of set was over we we only got to play um, we played literally three songs and then that was it it wasn't three songs it was four songs is it four yeah it's okay. four songs we but four we had songs. like seven or eight in the <laughs> yeah. set uh but then yeah so that was the introduction to it back and then um we played the the next day of the festival and that was just fine that was a yeah. that was just a normal great, yeah. great show of you know so there's no crazy stories for that, but the, f- <laughs> the first big one was that moment where the stage nearly broke. So, I think <laughs> so did you even did you even get to have that moment on stage of like, holy shit, this is what I'm doing, or was it just kind of like, okay, what songs do we cut? Okay, we got to go. It, bam, bam, bam. Let's do it. It was kind of after for me, like yeah. I, like, I, like when I walked out, I remember thinking, oh my god, like it, it was more the fact that there was that many people you couldn't pretend that you were absolutely cacking your pants. You had to just kind of, you know, <laughs> pretend that it's, everything's fine. And right. then before, I think I kind of got nervous almost after I got off stage and actually could, you know, breathe for a second. And then was just like, 
what the hell just happened in the last 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> you had to process what actually happened yeah right yeah yeah but yeah, it's, it's a great experience it was awesome it was a really good show yeah yeah, yeah i mean yeah. you you've gotten to play a few shows i still haven't played a show yet yeah have you i not? still haven't gotten back what's that you haven't played a show yet i haven't it's, played a show since I, yeah yours is in march yeah uh, I mean, we're, we're I got to get uh, a guitar player and a bass player. <laughs> so <laughs> that, there, there is that. But but you know, I'm not worried about. Yeah, it. give uh, us but, a shout. We'll we'll help you out. Up, come on over. Come on, yeah. come on over. <laughs> get a seven string. You're good. No, no sorry. You can borrow mine. <laughs> hey, oh, you, you don't even need to worry about gigs anymore. Everything's all done oh. on the laptop these days, anyway. So you know, right, right. <laughs> uh, the 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 drop pedal. That drop pedal. Have you? Have you guys seen that the Digitech drop pedal? Yeah, at all? yeah we have one. Yeah. Well, so you don't need bass players anymore. Is that what you mean? So you just it's press amazing. Them. It yeah, is so cool. <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah. actually got one. Our bass player has one, um, but it's only because he it saves him time between songs tuning. Like rather yeah, than right. changing a whole guitar, he's like, I'll, just, I'll put this pedal on. That'll do it all. You know. So after these messages, we'll be right back. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more Bacon is My Podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon is My Podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial free access to Bacon is My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways. Additional shows, including Tasting Is My Passion and, of course, Cooking With, Bacon Is My Passion. And, oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon Is My Podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about. Hey guys, this is Kaylee. Go check out my new single, Faded Memory. You're consuming Bacon is my podcast. Yeah. Oh, no, it does it that, it's that precise. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd have to be. It's it's that's, that's it's great. unbelievable. It's really cool. It's really cool. How, have you guys, like, as guitar players, have you guys embraced this whole, like, digital thing? Like, he, he got me to become a Helix guy. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we speak to other guys who are like, now you got to go um, Axe Effects. They got the new stuff coming out and, and, uh, yeah, you and guys stuff like that. Are you gear guys like that? Are you gear guys? Because we've, we've had other guys that are just like, I don't even know what my amp is called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that, that um, falls into Harry's. Yeah. Category. I mean, look, I, I'm not the most techie with stuff like that. I My passion is, uh, is songwriting and writing, you know, punk rock catchy songs as opposed to kind of diving into technical aspects of it. But Callan's an absolute like, guitar like tone nerd so he's the one you yeah. want to be speaking to and he's yeah, a but bit more... I, I still stream like, i'm not, i'm <laughs> still on the side of like i prefer like traditional tube amps rather than like anything digital. yeah yeah but i completely see the benefits of like the digital side of it all it's just you know i i can see like you know you know you probably have felt with it firsthand but when you're doing the dance around the pedal board and then yeah. you see your friends who have those digital amps and they just hit a switch and it's like got a setting and it's all song, sorted yeah. for them and so like I can see that side of it all, but I don't know. It's just what I grew up with, isn't it? Just plug your 
your guitar into the amp and turn up the gain a bit and have a <laughs> bit of fun. But I, I always, I, I was always just a, um, cause I never used, I'm a singer, songwriter, guitar player as well. So I'm not playing lead guitar. I'm not using all kinds of pedals or anything. It's like, I always had dirty amp, clean sound, sort of clean. And then a couple Phase. of pedals, right? Like a, yeah, like a phaser. Um, Cause I always did, you know, playing straight ahead rock and roll and still do. And when I switched over to it, it was more for me a matter of like, I'm it's, I'm not going to use all the stuff still. I, I don't use the helix for nearly anything that it has available. It's just <laughs> consistency. It's like everywhere I go, the sound is going to be the same. And the sound to the crowd is going to be exactly the same as the sound that I hear out of a, little monitor in front of me because i also sing for my band so i never heard my guitar because it was always my amp was always off to the side yeah on the other side amazing. of my bass player so if i had guitar on the monitors lucky me <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i didn't i was just hoping you know yeah there were thereabouts <laughs> so it did it did i i will say that it definitely helped me with that um but i fought it for a long time because i was like oh no that's for like the steve i guys that's for the guys that are gonna <laughs> be you know that they're going to be playing prog and stuff like that that need all the effects and all the tones and i'm a you know marshall into a cab guy yeah but it it changed yeah. once i did it i was like oh i get it now and it's funny too because like I, <clears throat> i've been always on the recording side of it so i i embrace digital uh kind of because i was in a one bedroom apartment with a child and yeah, right. still recording so i was like okay i could di everything and i'm good <laughs> and then uh you know once it came back to live i was like okay two bam two bam two bam and then this guy switched over to helix and he was like it's great i said wait what this guy like yeah. he he was always like <laughs> his his marshall he's like i need to get a mic nest sound and that's yeah, p90s and sound like social you know. distortion so <laughs> p90s into your marshall and that's yeah. it or you're he, he had this nice uh, Mesa combo, mm -hmm. and and I was like, "What do you mean? This is great!" And I tried it the first time, and it's hooked. That was it. I dumped my two amps. I, I have one left. I have yeah. One see, I I think that's what, what when I go that way, it will be like you know when you buy your first iPhone or whatever, and you're like, "I'm never going back to yeah, whatever yeah. I had right, before." Yeah. I feel like it's gonna feel like that when I, I I we are Marshall players, you know, and um, yeah, I feel like if that day comes where I, I will get like a Kemper or something, I, I will see the benefits of my logistical improvement. I'll be like, Oh no, I'm going to have to just stick with this now. You know, but, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be that guy. I love it. My, might, it yeah. might be. I, I will say though, when you, when you fly over here to do a tour in the U S and all you have to bring is a, a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> see, that's a USB that's, stick. Yeah. <laughs> so you're gonna be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm sold. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's, my thing you have is to rent gear <laughs> renting gear yeah i can imagine have you guys so have you guys toured the u.s at all have you been over over to the u.s at all no we were meant to Actually um not. we meant to come out for the first time in 2020 uh we were going right. to play the fest in florida mm -hmm. okay um yeah. and we couldn't make it obviously so um yeah. uh we hope i think there's an option on the table to come back at some point but we'll have to see what we're doing later this year and all that stuff and but um I would love to come out there and, you know, it, it's weird to kind of, we look at, um, you know, the ins and outs of the, the data and stuff of who listens to our music. And I think a lot of our fans are out there now more than the UK, arguably. Yeah. So we, we, um, 
would love to come out there like more than anything it's just it's, it's such a huge expense for uk bands to tour the us yeah, yeah. um like i mean i think visas alone are so much more expensive versus the other way around if us bands come to the uk so it's yeah. hard hard to make it viable but mm. I, I, it's absolutely on our bucket list to make it out there at some point i think so 100 yeah. i'd absolutely love to do it you know really have some like us bands that you're kind of friends with or tight with uh that you've been able to contact online that you might be able to do trade shows and stuff have you thought about that talked about that yeah i mean we've we've made a few over the years just but um yeah i feel like even since like we were last like playing with any us bands a lot of them kind of just have stopped playing and stuff so yeah it, yeah, it's, yeah it's 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 weird and it's harder to make those connections when you're on the other side of the sea sometimes right um but like yeah i mean we're good friends with like light years and bands like that and um dirty nil dirty nil canadian band canadian but, yeah. um uh, still yeah yeah great people and we'd love to um and you know a lot of the i think what fest are really good at as well is they do book a lot of british artists in particular yeah yeah so um it feels like your whole scene is moving across the ocean for the weekend and stuff like that so it's right. kind of cool to see that um so i mean yeah, I, I can't wait for the day we make it out there and stuff. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, the second that we get given an opportunity that said, oh, you know, would you like to come with us for like a three-week tour or something like that? Because then it would be something that would be a lot more financially viable, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The pop- yeah. Pod- rather than pod- coming out for two days. Or- yeah, that's, and then it, if you have to pay for a visa and it's just an annual right. visa that lasts a year, then yeah, that's only financially viable if you're going to kind of tour enough to make it worthwhile, you know? Yeah. How, how long is it? Is it like six weeks to tour the, the whole States typically? Like, is that what fans do? You could probably do it. Yeah, it's probably about a six week thing. If you're if you're doing A towns, yeah, probably like six weeks. Mm. So yeah, that's the problem. Is like we, we that'll like eat our in, our entire like holiday from work. You know, so yeah. like, um, yeah, it's it's tough. We have to. I think we'd have to do it in bits and pieces where we can, and like maybe do. I feel like, like a, a coast tour or something. Yeah, I was going to say, like an East Coast thing or a West Coast thing or even a Midwest mm-hmm. thing, it would probably be better off to, like, just break it down that way and then, you know, do, like, three weeks. And then you can sprinkle some B-Towns because, especially for, like, a younger band, a, a, an up-and-coming band, I feel like the B-Towns are where you're going to end up selling more merch and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. going to be less of the worrying about, okay, I'm going to have to win over this crowd. Right. The B-Towns are where you're going to get this crowd to idolize you because there's nothing else happening in that yeah, yeah. town. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's definitely, I don't know. It's I've never like done it before. The so. beauty right now being able <laughs> yeah. to get all your analytics. Don't take is, my tour advice. Like, like, you guys, <laughs> like you guys are saying, you, you can see where your fans are. So, you know, if you do come out for a couple of weeks and you're able to sprinkle it in and go, okay, well, you know, we can see that our fans are in these areas and maybe we'll do a few more shows around these areas or come back to them a few times. That might even work better for you than the full whole tour. Um, but that's even when, when touring comes back, but yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the other thing. It's such a risk at the moment, you know, knowing that if it's going to, if stuff's going to close down again and then right, exactly. If you've had, if you've booked flights and arranged everything like that. Yeah. It's, now, how has it been out there with, with shows and everything or like, um and and back to before like i was wondering how the scene is like when you were guys were growing up and where where you are now and everything is it are you are you able to find places to play do people support independent bands do people support original bands or are you kind of fighting 
the cover bands for spots and stuff and, like that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I say that because because we are because we're in New York, so we're yeah. in in an area <laughs> where it's like it's very much like that. Um, it's like what we were saying earlier about the um, the place with the jukebox. Right. So <laughs> we're saying that that's the kind of one place that does kind of original music in our little hometown. Um, but similar to what you were saying about the B towns and stuff, and about how you can um, sell a lot of merch and be successful in there. That's what our hometown used to be like when we were younger and in kind of um, the equivalent of high school or secondary school, as we call it here. Um, and people would just go and watch random bands on a Tuesday night that they'd never heard of because they started building a scene of, and it wasn't massive, but there would be a, you know, hundred select hundred, 200 people that, you know, you'd get 50 of them turn up on a random Tuesday and then right. the next day, another 50 would turn up and yeah. you would just kind of give things a chance. Whereas unfortunately that hasn't been the case since we've been that this was when we were like kind of 15, 16, 17 kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, since we've actually been in weather state, this, this was what I'm talking about is our like old bands when we're in school and stuff like that. Yeah. Unfortunately, we've never had that as weather state. Um, and there's nothing, there's, there's, there's no scene where there's we no live. scene yeah. at all for us to play there now. Unfortunately, really it's you, you have to play in that metal place and then yeah. you might have a few people like you, but then the, the proper metal heads think that we suck. <laughs> so, like, yeah. the show and slayer which i guess actually. means you're doing your job yeah, well, yeah, yeah i guess i guess i mean yeah put it this way they wouldn't put us in the jukebox there right right, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah so but then when we first formed when um a couple of us were up in bristol uh, uh university we um we started playing a lot more shows like there and we uh that's obviously where we kind of say that we first originated as a band even though we're from uh, Weymouth which is a bit mm -hmm. more down south um, there's a few more opportunities to play shows and stuff around there and the UK scene in general uh, is relatively strong and you know there's some amazing bands yeah. coming out of it but um, yeah it's just it, it's going to be a tough time over the next year I think whilst yeah, people are trying to build up the confidence and you yeah, know trying to build it back up build that back up again because some people it's put a lot a lot of bands out completely the pandemic yeah. and then also, the consumers now, people that are actually going to attend might think, oh, I won't do that because of X, Y, Z, or, you know, people just do different things. So right. I think it, it could take a couple of years to build that back up again. Yeah. But. So I feel like um, where we're at currently is like touring was happening over the last few months. And then as January kind of hit and the new variant, it, a lot of tours were postponed right. through January. Yeah. We've now kind of just dipped over the curve. So like, I think from February onwards, touring is like a bit more viable again. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. But, um, it's uh, right now, like we're, you know, it's hard to kind of gauge like what we're going to do next in terms of touring. And that's why we're so much really looking forward to this release show because um, we would have liked to do a lot more. But I think having this one and done event for the release show, I think we're trying to make it as special as possible. And the two bands we're playing with, Snake Eyes and um, Out of Love, I think. I think they're two really exciting British bands and Snake Eyes, I think they got so much to uh, potential for them to grow right now. I think they're just skyrocketing and they're quite a unique story as well because they formed in the pandemic and they have made a success of themselves at, uh, in the yeah, worst time cool. to become a band. And it's, it's really refreshing to see that sometimes. It, it kind of reminds you that it's not all doom and gloom if like nothing's happening. So like, yeah. just, just means you've got to have, take a different approach with it. Yeah, you know, people oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, less of that that record tour cycle kind of situation, and just 
like you said, drop some singles, get get that buzz going, drop a few videos, just content, things that people can, yeah. can consume and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool videos so, like Headstone. Yes. Ah. <laughs> See what you said. See this? We worked that in. Yeah. <laughs> which has which has a warning on it. Uh that it can cause seizures. Yeah, because oh. a lot of there's a lot of colors, a lot of flashing lights. Yes. Very cool oh. video. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I was I was kind of hoping for uh for a little head rush, didn't get one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you wanted to be on you the floor. Sitting, I wanted to be on the floor a little bit, but I didn't get it. But I did yeah. really enjoy the song in the video. You, you didn't sit close enough to the TV. I didn't then. sit close enough. <laughs> the The next time I watch it, I am going to definitely be right up close, get that flashing lights in the face. Well, <laughs> real quick, bef- uh, while we're talking about sneaking things in, we do have to sneak in a little bit of a commercial. This is true. This but is it's true. an interactive commercial. Yes, yeah, so you guys get that. We got to pay oh, some yeah. bills. Okay. Absolutely. So we are sponsored by this awesome company called Poddex. What they are is a company that helps budding podcasters uh, with these decks of questions. Um, they're icebreakers, they're episode, um, episode topics, uh, and they're good for just like all-around conversation. Yeah, sitting around with I'm a friends. I'll bring it to the bar. Yeah, sitting around with friends. Hey, let's just bullshit and, and take some cards from the pod decks. So what we like to have is our guests. Uh, and now because there's two of you, you'll both get to pick respective decks. Yeah. Uh, but we'd like you to pick a deck from <laughs> the arsenal that is pod decks, and then we're going to ask you questions. Uh, so the decks we have are the episode deck, uh, the interview deck, interview deck two, uh, what the heck, would you rather, and then the newest ones, there's how dare you. It needs to be said like that. It has way. to be said like Mr. Big Head from Rocco's Modern Life. Yes. And also, what the fuck? So, and it's got this cool like MTV looking brand type deal. So, um, the brand Callen- is very on point. Yes, yes. Okay. So, Callum, we're, we're going to start with you. Um, which deck would you like to pick uh, a question from? What the heck I'm going to go for. He's going to go for what the heck. All right. And while I do that, Jim's going to explain to you how to help them and help us. Yeah. So uh, if you do go to poddecks.com, you can check out all of these decks. Plus, they have uh, some unique merch and some swag. Um, they are a very cool company. They have an app for uh, iPhone and Android. You can check those out. Uh, anything you decide to get from Poddex, if you use the promo code BACON, because bacon makes everything better, you can get 10% off your entire order. Uh, and that is that is my commercial voice. So, Callan, we're going to fan this out. You tell us when to stop. I'm going from okay. my left to my right, your right to your okay. left. Tell me Stop. Stopping right now. All right. Callum, for you, if you were a villain or criminal mastermind, what would be your calling card? Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, I think a burger. I think Ooh. just leaving a, a, a sole burger just on a plate. Are we talking no bun, no, all, no bun just, nothing? Just a just a patty on a plate? Oh, patty could be even more confusing. Like the hamburglar. Isn't that already a thing? Hamburg- <laughs> is that what he does? <laughs> the, the McDonald's. Well, no, he takes them. He takes oh, them. Oh, right. he, takes them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. he doesn't So I'd be the, the anti-hamburglar, and I would leave 
burger patties at the scene of crime. Uh, okay, how's that sound? I like. Yeah. I, I like was gonna that. say if you if you leave full burgers, you're like the best criminal of all time. Yeah, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. But if you leave yeah. a patty, it's like what what? It's a bit of an, in, <laughs> bit of an mild inconvenience because you'd have to yeah. make your own. Burgers. Why would you do That's that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry, we're gonna get you to pick a deck. Which which deck would you like to pick from, sir? It's a great answer, by the way. Uh, can you remind me remind me of the decks available left, please? Yeah. Okay. There are uh, the episode deck, interview deck one, interview deck two. What the heck would you rather? What the fuck? And how dare you? Um, would you rather? <laughs> would you rather? Is a really uh, I'm not popular this. one. <laughs> you, you might. You might not. These the the one thing about pod decks is it's um, they're they're not to. I mean, now the new the what the fuck and the how dare you? Yeah. Those are a little bit more racy. But some of the other ones are more in the PG thirteen range, so you might okay. you yeah. you might get one that's tough to answer. You might not. So we'll yeah. see. Once again, my left and my right. You tell me when. Stop. Stopping right now. Here we go. Oh, see, this isn't a bad one. This isn't a bad one. Okay. Uh, would you rather never be able to use a search engine ever again, or never be able to use smartphone apps ever again? Uh, never be able to use search engine. I don't know. Uh, actually. Oh, I don't know actually because well, it depends because the 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 whole world of information is yeah at my fingertips. But yeah. uh, well, you're just removing education. Yeah, I already your... know enough information. I know okay. enough stuff. So as, <laughs> as, as as long as I can scroll through Instagram whilst I'm on the toilet, that's the most important. <laughs> <laughs> That is an excellent answer. Excellent answer. That is an excellent answer. I love it. Uh, we are going to uh, – we, we've been taking up a lot of your time. Thank you guys so much for hanging with us. We're going to start wrapping this up. So we're just going to do a couple of faster questions for you, just cool. just some things that, that, that maybe we'll expand on, maybe mm -hmm. we won't. One of the things I, I, I do want to ask is uh, for Harry specifically, just because I, I heard another interview from you um, – what is your favorite Destiny's Child song, and why is it not jumping, jumping? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm confused about what I'm going to say. It's bills, bills, bills. Obviously, all right. <laughs> obviously. Mm. Um, I mean, you could literally name about ten Destiny's Child songs, and they're all absolute. Bad. Yeah, I'm going to say my name is is my say my name's yeah, pretty great. Say my name's right. so good. Yeah, uh, and then and then like Indep independent survivor is like. Mm, but I'm saying jumping, jumping. <laughs> no, I know. I know what song. I know what song I'm talking about. I, I yeah, heard bills, bills, bills. Is this like a? Yeah, that keyboard sick. So good. I heard a mashup recently, and I think it's from like High School Musical. It's a mashup of Survivor, Destiny's Child, and I Will Survive. <laughs> the and, ultimate survival. Yeah, album. it came on in my work. Yeah, and I was like, this is pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, you're on nice. record. I just said High School Musical song is all right. There you go. <laughs> well, okay. So, I was already puzzled. So, so. what? What other? Uh, what other songs and uh, artists are you guys into that uh, that would probably ruin your punk cred? Oh, Harry, come on, oh, mate. I've got loads of them. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, so it, yeah. In uh, the pandemic, I just I think it was my kind of coping net mechanism. But I kind of just listened to loads of just real like I started getting into like country music and stuff and like. Uh, all sorts of weird like pop music and stuff. I think I just needed that like kind of um, serotonin boost. So as opposed <laughs> right, to right. listening to real aggressive punk rock stuff, I think I just needed to take myself out of that mindset completely. 
And so yeah. we're all angry enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think. Yeah. So I've, I really, really just like, I'm a big, big fan of pop music. I think I, that even reflects in a lot of the songwriting as well in a weird way. Obviously we don't write pop songs, but like, well, but you guys have hooks. hooks. You guys have yeah. hooks. Hooks pop. and melody are very prevalent in your guys' music. It's not, you know, for anybody that hasn't listened, you know, it's 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 punk. It's aggressive. It's uh, but it's melodic and it's catchy and it's hooky. And there's there's a lot of there's a lot in there. And that is that is the main thing for me, really. I'm an absolute sucker for a simplistic but ridiculously catchy melody and a chorus kind of thing, as opposed to something that's very like intricate. But I mean, obviously, there's not a one size fits all. But yeah. I absolutely just love any type of like cheese pop music, of nineties pop music. Uh, you know, you're just talking like NSYNC, Destiny's Child. Right, right. Oh yeah. Even to like modern, I really, I really love R and B. Um, I've always been into that kind of early like two thousands like R and B. I used to listen to um, the music channel Kiss in the UK. I'm not sure if that's there. Uh, there's, there's, thing, there's, well. there's radio stations Kiss FM all of yeah, them. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing, yeah. But it's all just like, you know, Jaru or Shanti kind of stuff. I just, I'm a sucker for all that stuff. So I think it might be a bit of nostalgia talking there as well. But uh, yeah. I Ashante, love, funny love enough, music. Ashante <laughs> is from the, uh, a, a few towns over, Glencoe. Oh, really? She, she's, yeah, she's from, from these parts. Uh, Callan, outside of High School Musical, what are you, what are you into? Oh man, see, I don't have, I don't feel like I have too many guilty pleasures. But hey, then I'm not guilty. No, I'm not guilty about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey man, we just rattled off all those Destiny's Child yeah, songs with yeah, you, yeah. so there's no. Yeah. <laughs> I think in the car, like last year, I I got into like the worst era of like Avril Lavigne. So like you okay. know, like Hello Kitty and like Girlfriend right, right. and all that stuff. And Whoa. what the hell? That is a bad. Era. What the hell is an amazing song? I'm I'm gonna put it out there. I think it's I think it's. I quite as like hell. her new songs. The new songs are right. I, I quite think. like them. They're not bad. Um, I, I haven't heard her new stuff. I heard a couple. I heard a couple yeah. of them. Yeah, she's got Travis Barker all over it. It's one of those things. I think she signed. Well, to, he's on everything, isn't he? Yeah, he's every, on every, he's on every, I was going to say, who yeah. Travis he's, Barker is plays for everybody. So. Yeah, he's got his mitts on everything in the pop punk scene, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sadly, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe I'm, my punk credentials are pretty strong. I don't want to break down that four four too much. So. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely well you know no no shame in your game there guys no, <laughs> yeah so as as a pop punk fan though why why do you think and this is just something um that i seem to hear from everybody that ever says they like it why does everybody apologize for liking american idiot oh mate i, I don't think i think should. it's a great record yeah. anytime someone tells you about it they go well i'm a fan it's of american idiot you know but i listen to other stuff too <laughs> it's it's because it's i absolutely love it and think it's a 10 out of 10 album for the record so i'm not saying mm -hmm. it's in a bad way but it's absolute cheese on toast in parts isn't it it's oh, so yeah. cheesy oh yeah so cheesy hey man but, you ever order a burger without but, cheese but but, but it's a concept <laughs> record too so it needs to be cheesy yeah it needs to be cheesy right if, if it's supposed to be telling an epic story you're not going to do that with songs like dookie yeah you? right I feel like it's a UK thing as well. Like we're typically more pessimistic as you know, as people anyway. But um, I feel like, oh, would you fit right especially in? with punk points and stuff. Like in the UK, I think like anyone who grew up, my parents grew up on like Dookie and stuff. It's one of the first records I remember ever hearing. I was so young, and um, 
And then when they t they took me to go see um, Green Day in Milton Keynes in 2005 or something like that, yeah. And I remember them going like, this is awful. Their new stuff's so bad. And I'm like, I, that to me at that time, it was amazing. Right, I could comprehend it. it. Yeah. Comprehend but, why they didn't like it. I think they... That oh, drastic so think... change from like chord bashing three piece punk rock Ramones kind of style punk rock to mm. like grandiose Queen and like I think that's really amazing. Like, yeah. So so Green Day has reached that level where people can go like, oh, you like them now? I liked them before they sold out on their early stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I, and... I think the thing is with Green Day as well is that where they were always given a hard time for being punk pretenders, right? The fact that they then lean in even more to this whole kind of like theatrical pop poppy aside mm -hmm. then that makes people see say i told you so they were never they were never punk rock they were never you know remote. well that's that i was just going to kind of say that like the the whole like american idiot thing was what like oh well they're poppy and they're this and that but when they made dookie dookie was a major label yeah album right. and that was where they initially started getting shit on by right that's the where they scene. sold out and that's where they <laughs> sold out they were like oh well, what the fuck and then that's now fine. here they are they lean into it but that's that's growth that's that's i, growth. I guess they just thought if they're going to call us sellouts we may as well just sell out even more right. exactly <laughs> well, I, for the, the record worst? for the record insomniac my favorite green day. It, same absolutely excellent I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know i don't I don't even know which it's like choosing between like children, isn't it? Yeah. Like those first for, from Dookie to American idiot, except for maybe warning. I think all of them are almost perfect. Well, in different ways though. Yeah, I love right. Dookie, American idiot, obviously insomniac, uh, Nimrod. I Nimrod mean, was I cool. Nimrod, Nimrod, really Nimrod was cool because they, they started experimenting with different things and they, yeah. they were kind of all over the map on that record, mm -hmm. which I, I, think, I love that. I think Nimrod is the most core, what I consider that 90s era Green Day. If you just listen to that, it's just like 20 songs and all of them are just that like classic 90s Green Day, I think. I think yeah. Dookie obviously yeah, had yeah. some of the big hits and that was the big kind of breakthrough for major label. Uh, Insomniac was the aggressive one, which was the them pushing back against the whole um, selling out thing, I guess, which is why it's aggressive. And then Nimrod felt like it was the first one that was just like, fuck it, we're going to just do the core Green Day formula. And it doesn't push the boat loads, does it? But I think it's... it's what, Nimrod? Well... I think uh, I think they really... They, like, if you listen to, like, Last Ride In and Redundant... Yeah. I, I didn't like Redundant when I was a kid, but I think as you get but into your mid-20s... You appreciate it eventually. Yeah, you like... Most, oh, the, guitar, more most the guitar tones in terms of the dynamic range and stuff. Mm. I know they do have those songs that are like a curveball and stuff, but a lot of them are just kind of like crunchy gain like chord yeah, bash in yeah, green yeah. day like the core green day sound i'd say from that kind of era uh, and then warnings where they start getting a bit poppy and then american they just decided i don't know i think they were gonna break, they were gonna break up at that time so i can yeah. kind of see where they yeah. went you know so they were like fuck it let's just do this let's make a musical yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did that ever happen? actually yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. That, actually that's did. actually that was on Broadway for a little while. It was on Broadway for yeah. a while, just, like just before the pandemic. Right? A few traveling places did it too. I had a friend was, that actually it came was, to the UK. Was seeing Jimmy in it? Was Was there going to be an? I thought there was going to be a movie. Was there not at one point an actual like a? Uh, I think so. I heard movie. about that. I, I don't know if there was. It never got made. If there oh, was going to no. be one, I, I don't remember Damn hearing shame. about it. Damn yeah. shame. There's always time. <laughs> There's always, always yeah. You know what they made a they made a movie out of Motley Crue's The Dirt. They can make a movie out of that's hardly uh, a movie. Idiot. I, I, I saw that. Actually, I think I was, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. saw it. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I read it. Great book. <laughs> book, book is probably great. Book. Read the, book. Okay. the movie was god awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's when they sold out, was the movie. <laughs> that I don't know. Kia might say different. Right there. Right there. <laughs> Kia, Kia kickstart my heart. I don't know about that. Um, so, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This yeah. has been really, really cool. We really appreciate you guys giving us the time, uh, hanging out latish. Uh, I mean, I mean, for for Callan, I know he's been working all day, so he's he's a bit <laughs> tired. Yeah. But uh, before we sign off here, can you please, please let the audience know where they can find you, your music, all your socials, everything like that? Yeah. So you can find us on at Weatherstate on almost every social platform. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, new singles have been dropping for our second album, Never Better, coming out on February tenth. Uh, check out our headstone video. We just released that. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Thank you guys so much for your time. We do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks and, for having uh, us. It's been awesome. Everybody, please check them out. The music is great. Headstone's a really cool video. Um, they have a number of cool videos. Check yes. out Panic Attack, too. Um, a lot of cool stuff for, for Weather State. And, and just like a little peek behind the curtain here, I hope you guys end up doing fast because actually we might be doing fast yeah oh man awesome be awesome. Okay. <laughs> we, don't, we don't we don't know for sure yet but mate we might well, be, we might be doing fast we'll Just give you a dm if we do make it we, out we'll uh, bring a garden gnome in our backpack over when we travel over yeah oh we were gonna we were gonna get one for oh, you believe me. <laughs> oh, believe me you, you will get one so at no point we'll, we'll both turn up with the same gift <laughs> I'm still trying to get uh, um, a lot of the bands that come on when we talk about garden gnomes. I'm trying to get gnoming as a prank for people on the road, just to leave gnomes <laughs> in people's gear and like randomly show up so in their tour it. bus and yeah, stuff like the that. Tour bus, everything. So yeah, Terrifying. it'll catch on. <laughs> if I got to do it, I'll do it. I'm, yeah, I'm on. Yeah, you know what? Silverstein's coming soon, so maybe we can we'll get Josh him. in on a we'll him. on a thing. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well. Thank you for hanging and yeah. always. Well, uh, you know what? Maybe you've learned something. Uh, have they learned something? What do have you think? You, have you learned something? This is an educational podcast. Okay. <laughs> there's there's one question that we always want everybody to ask themselves. What is that question? I forgot your sign off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. What does that mean? What's your keep bacon? It bacon. Keep, keep it bacon. Keep it. Oh, I like that one better. Keep it bacon's good too. Keep That's it bacon. Yeah. But always ask yourself, hashtag, what's your bacon? What in your life makes it better? What in your life what's makes your it worth bacon? it? What in your life is more than a side, more than a main, more than an app? What makes it everything? What's your bacon? What's your bacon? But also, but also, keep it bacon. Keep it bacon. Keep it bacon. Okay. What you don't want you don't want your turkey pot pie recipe online? It's not it's not a thing yet. Oh. I haven't done it. So is it gonna be online? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly on the Patreon. Probably on the Patreon. Patreon uh, dot com slash bacon is my podcast. Yes. Can... So big shout out to our BIMP squad over there. Indeed. Additional content, early episodes, commercial free, uh cooking episodes and then yeah. we taste gross shit we're gonna do that later on today also yeah we're fun. about to do some of that but speaking of not gross shit mm -hmm. um weather state they were great <laughs> they were not gross at all they were not gross at all they uh, were great they had funny accents 
I think we have well, I don't have an accent. You don't really have an accent either. I've worked on that. Yeah. I had cousins that made me work on that. I worked on that too cuz yeah. I lived in the Midwest. So yeah. It was y'all. Tough. Yeah, I didn't want to y'all. Dude, um, but uh, thank them. Oh, well, I thank them. You can thank them too. Yeah, but, I I thought you were ordering me to thank them. Yeah, thank you. Thank them. <laughs> thank you. But thank you guys for hanging out with us. Uh Jim, where can they find you? Uh you can find me at uh, Jimmy G Shoes. On the socials, and you can find my band Craving Strange at cravingstrange.net. One sec. And uh, cravingstrange.net, where you can get to all of our socials and all that kind of stuff, too. We have new music uh, either coming out or out. Mm-hmm. And um, you can find Bacon Is My Podcast at baconismypodcast.com, where you get links to literally everything all of our socials. Indeed. Um, uh, we have our merch mm-hmm. store. Um, we have uh, Bacon is My Fashion, which mm-hmm. is that one. We uh, have uh, all kinds of stuff. All of our socials yeah. at Bacon is, Bacon is My Pod. Um, also, you can find Bacon is My Passion music yeah. all over the place. New single out is yeah. New single is out. Me, personally, you can find at me, my own self, Mike, on all of the social platforms as well as my band something heavy at something heavy music and on the twitch uh the spotify's the you know the apple musics and all that fun stuff yeah that said thank you for joining us and uh, always remember to ask yourself one burning question what's your bacon You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well, just go over to baconismypodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon?